17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Happy Hump Day, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Rita and Glenn show, a.k.a. Glenn and Rita show on 105.7 The Fan with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. And obviously the big news, Cordell, is the signing of Odell Beckham Jr., to the Ravens that came out uh, on Sunday, and the deal is as follows: it's to- it's about total of of eighteen million, but it is broken down in such as thirteen point eight three five million dollar signing bonus with a one point one six five base salary and three million dollars in reachable incentives. Uh, Brian McFarland, a, a friend of ours that's been on our show. Um, numerous times added on to that and said that assuming four added void years to reach the max proation of five years, OBJ will have a 2023 cap number of 3.923 million, which is basically $4 million. However, if so, and if he is not extended before the 2024 season, he could count 11 million dollars in dead cap money in 2024 that is telling so a couple things you know uh, Odell has not really been healthy since about 2009 and then even before that we know he was dealing with some issues but um, we know he did not play the entire 2022 season after the knee injury in the Super Bowl Um, and he is kind of up there in age at this point. Uh, So when you look at those intangibles and you add to how much the Ravens paid for him, do you still think that this is a situation where the risk could potentially be greater than the, uh, the reward or the other way around where the reward could come out being greater and it's well worth the risk? I'm conflicted because I think that there are a nice amount of pros and cons to this addition to the team because it is an addition to this wide receiver court. It's one of the worst in the league uh, on on paper and on the field. I mean, production wise, we saw it this past year. Um, But I look at this as like one of those situations like, you know, when, because I've, I've been one of those people that, uh, have been telling the Ravens that I want them to be more aggressive yep. out and getting uh, guys on the offensive end, specifically at the wide receiver position. I wanted them to go and get a guy that has done something in this league, somebody that Lamar can actually trust out there. Um, and it's like, when they do it, it's, it's almost like, oh, <laughs> you know, it, it, Okay, yeah, Odell, that's cool. But, I mean, he's got two torn ACLs. He missed all of last year. Hasn't had a 1,000-yard season since, what, 2009? Um, This isn't the Giants, Odell. This isn't the Odell we saw in the first three years of his career who had double-digit touchdowns. This isn't the one-handed catch over Brandon Carr, Odell. Now, he can still make these plays in, I think, spurts, but I don't think – Odell is a guy that you can necessarily 
trust on a week in and week out basis. And maybe you can't. I, I think we don't know. We don't know with Odell. What we do know is, A, the Ravens, I don't think anybody can debate this. They overpaid for Odell. I mean, it's $15 million. No receiver has made more than 11 on the market this offseason, and he missed a year, and he's got the injury history of any, you know, uh, of probably the worst, the one of the worst injury histories we've seen uh, at the, on the free agent market. Um, but that said, I've, I've said on this show, Rita, that they may have to overpay to bring in a guy like Odell or to bring in a guy like D-Hop or one of those guys um, to A, fill a void, and B, put a smile on Lamar Jackson's face. Yep. And I think that's kind of what was in the Ravens' mind when they did this deal. Like, I think that they know that they're overpaying. Um, but we'll see because if he produces and he goes out there and he's at worst your second best wide receiver, then it's not necessarily an overpay. I don't care about money. I've made that clear. I'm all about acquiring talent. I'm all about getting as much talent as you can on your on your team. I think fans pay way too much attention to how much people are making and not wanting to overspend or overpay somebody. Everybody is so scared to be that team that overpays somebody. I'm not worried about that because in the offseason, in April, everything looks like an overpay. Yeah. We don't know what it's going to look like come September, October, and, and during the months where they're actually on the field. So, yes, today is an overpay, but we'll see come like week 10 if we still feel that way. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I'm also conflicted. I mean, um, I think that to some degree you feel fans feel that way because these contracts go against what the salary cap is. And being as though the Ravens don't have a ton of salary cap because of the Lamar potential non-exclusive tag you, you you're looking into that which is why i brought up the brian um farland tweet because that those things are important to to say um i'm like you i am conflicted and i um think that this is a situation where i definitely believe that the ravens overpaid for odell beckham jr He's 31. He will be 31 in November. He has dealt with injuries. Um, he might be a little rusty. However, um, when you look at his resume and you see his capabilities, I think that it's definitely something that you have to explore. We know that Odell at, uh, in his prime has been an explosive number one wide receiver. Um, I don't know if that means that that's what he's going to do here. I'd have to assume Rashad Bateman is going to be the number one and he'd be the number two, but ultimately he brings experience. Um, he brings some veteran leadership that the Ravens desperately need on that side of the ball. Uh, and I do think that he can be effective. We know that he's worked with Todd Munkin in the past in Cleveland, so there's some familiarity there that could help, and I believe that he had a 1,000-yard season um, in doing so, being in that offense. So there's that part of it that you're excited about as well. But ultimately, I do, like you, believe that sometimes you got to overpay to do what you got to do. And I've seen a lot of reports about you know, uh, overpaying uh, and how bad this looks. And I, I get it. I understand. But what I don't like in that when people are saying this is like, we're going to act like Odell has not played at a high level consistently throughout his career. And that's the part that I, I, I think that 
we're missing here, right? Um, so I, I think that potentially the Ravens have done a really good thing here. They had to pay a high price for it now. I definitely didn't think that they were going to be paying $18 million for Odell. But ultimately, if the Ravens can reach past the divisional round, which it's, which they've not been able to do if Lamar is the quarterback, then it's money well spent as far as I'm concerned. So I, I am open to looking forward to this and seeing how this is go how this goes and i'm optimistic to a degree because there's a health perspective on both him and bateman and lamar as far as i'm yeah, concerned I was about to say, it's the whole offense i mean but, you all, know honestly all, the entire the backfield we got to see if they can put together a fully yep. healthy this year it'll be yep. robbins first time getting like a legit workload yep. so we'll have to see if he can handle that like that's everything about the Ravens. It's all about health. Yeah. And this has been an unusual offseason for the Ravens where they have been, I think, criticized more than they have probably in any other offseason. Uh, and while this move may put a smile on Odell Beckham's face, I think they also were trying to put a smile on some of their fans' faces as yep. well by bringing in a big-name wide receiver uh, that they all can actually come together on. Now, the another thing about Odell Beckham that could be looked at as a positive is the fact that next to Lamar, he's the biggest name on this team. Absolutely. I mean, Lamar has by far been the biggest name on the Ravens since joining the Ravens. And now he has another person in the locker room that understands what it's like to be kind of this mega star you know yes. and because nobody on the team can really understand what Lamar's life is like outside of the locker room outside of being on the field even guys like Marlon has talked about that about the fact that he can kind of go and live his life and sure people will come up to him when they see him but he's not going to shut a whole building down like yeah. Lamar Jackson walks into anywhere it's going to be a stampede and and it's almost the same thing with Odell Beckham. So I think it is good that Lamar will have somebody that understands uh, somebody else in the locker room that understands kind of what it's like to be the center of attention, not just on your team, but in the league in general, but this is a huge gamble, no doubt about it. And this is going to be the year of gambles for the Ravens. I mean, because you got Bateman coming back going into his third year and we, you know, we don't know what it's like for him. Can he stay healthy? Dobbins going into his fourth year, huge gamble year for him. He doesn't have an extension right now. This is contract year for him. Lamar Jackson, obviously the ultimate gamble right now, expecting that he plays on the non-exclusive tag. Um, it, it's a year of prove it for the Ravens yeah. as an organization and yep. for a lot of players, I think, on this team. I completely agree. And so, first of all, I ain't like the Mark Andrews disrespect <laughs> by you. Oh, he's the, the most pot. He's the most known player. Don't do the, t the no, top no. two tight end in the National no, Football League that way. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not knocking Mark Andrews, but he's a little low key. He is yeah, low key, not, but I think he, he I think he's created a name for him. He's not obviously as gracious as Travis Kelsey. Right. You know, or even George Kittle, maybe George Kittle might be more of a national, like big, just because he's a little louder. Like Mark Andrews, he does his talking on the field. That's true. Whereas those guys, you know, they're going to give you a little extra. They're going to get in front of the camera. Mark Andrews, that's not that's not really what he's looking. He just wants to show up and play football. 
So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. He's a top three, top two, top three tight end on any given week. But in terms of like nationally and you know household names, I, Odell's the closest thing I think the Ravens have had to Lamar. Well, yeah. And he's been in the league longer too, right? right. Like right. he's been in the league since what 2014. Woo, my memory might be bad there, but I feel like that that's accurate. I feel like Odell has been in the league since 2014. So, uh, you know, it's it's easy to un- to know who he is because yes, he was drafted in the first round of of the 2014 draft. So that's accurate. But there's a familiarity there. Yes, so you're right. He's been around longer, obviously, and he was coming out of LSU, which, I mean, he was already kind of toted then because LSU had such a a high-powered offense and a team that people knew, you know, very well in college as well. So there, you're you're not wrong. Um, But, you know, look, the Ravens felt like they did did what they felt like they needed to do. And um, if if it works out for them, if it pans out for them, which means that they advance in the playoffs – I'm sure that they'll say that every cent was worth it. And I'm not going to disagree with them 100%. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do and you got to make moves that you might not like, but you might find necessary. Now, it'd be interesting to see how he feels about about they, about overpaying their quarterback. But, you know, hey, that's a conversation for another segment we can talk about. Uh, but ultimately, I agree. Look, the, the Ravens felt, I think that, that there's some desperate measures that was handled here but ultimately if it works out for them then i i, I don't have an issue with this at all basically yeah. it's a it's a huge if um yeah because injuries have plagued the team in general over the yep. last couple of years so you know it's it's a big if um and again i, I think people have to temper expectations on what they're what odell beckham they think that they're getting people yes people get enamored with the name odell beckham and all of a sudden, everybody thinks, oh, we're, you know, it's Pro Bowl receiver and all pro receiver, like, eh, not that guy. Um, but you're going to, you could get a guy that has that in him. He can still run routes. He's still explosive, I think. I'm curious to see how explosive after this second ACL tear. Um, but, you know, Cooper Cup's not out there. Uh, Sean McVay's not out there. So, it was. It looked good the last time we saw him with the Rams. And granted, he's he has a rapport with Todd Munkin, uh, so I, I do expect Todd Munkin to find ways to utilize him. He's talked about wanting to be more spread, have a more spread offense that's going to fit right into what Odell Beckham wants to do anyway. Um, yeah, it's it's a huge risk. There's no way of getting around that. You just hope that it it can pan out for the Ravens. 